right. Welcome to the Low Tide Boys of Storm Run Podcast. I'm Chip. And I'm Chris. And we're joined today by two guests. Esteemed guests. Esteemed guests. One all the way from, from Europe and one all the way from the Woodlands. But welcome to the show, Lars Van Auger. You guess which one is which. <laughs> and Dominic Liu of, of Atala. Now, you know, we have a bunch of questions for you. This whole, this whole program is all about trying to get people super stoked on Storm Run in the USA. Future looks really bright, so we have a bunch of questions for you guys. But Dominic, first time in Texas, first time at Pace Bend, what do you think of the course? Oh, it, it's fantastic. I spent the whole day yesterday and today out with Lars yeah. marking it. I, I'm not sure, quite sure what I was have to expect. Yeah. I mean, it was the first time for me in Texas, first of all, and mm-hmm. Lars kept playing it down. He was like, well, I'm not sure, you know, you can't compare it with the courses in Europe. And, and I think it's really cool. So yeah. it's, I find it it's an amazing course. And how many tacos have you had? Burritos. Bur- burritos. Well, burritos. Okay, burrito we had count. the biggest burrito in my life yesterday for yeah. breakfast. Oh, okay. I, I'm still, yeah. still full from, still, still full still from it. It, it was yeah. pretty amazing. It's though. the size of a small baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, what's wow. your fika count? Is there any good Texas fikas over here? Uh, we have, we'll have to look for those later. Yeah, we've got to find something. Yeah, <laughs> sure. We, we, we can make it work. So, so I guess our first question, you know, in the official program is like, you know, the news of Odyssey merging with Atala to us was just really amazing. Yeah. It instantly just lit up our imagination of what's possible with Stormrun in the U.S. Um, can you tell us a little bit of sort of how that happened? Um, and I, I know it was a long time coming, but we'd love to just share a little bit with our listeners. And our well, Lars and I have been talking about this for, I don't know how many, 20, five years. We had a meeting when, okay, when Jeff wow. was still around and part yeah. of it. Because... For, for me, it was always clear that if we wanted to expand to the U.S., which eventually you want to do, um, you have to have a local organization to do it for you. And, and, and going to the U.S. was also for us a very simple step. I mean, if you sit in Europe and I think we've done a good job in you know, putting events in the key markets around Europe. Mm-hmm. And then where do, you, where do you grow? You look east, you know, difficult, particularly now with a... You know, there's a war going on. You yeah. look to the Middle East, doesn't look particularly good either. Um, then, you know, the American market is, is an obvious one. You have a lot of great athletes. And we felt that... We do. We yeah. felt that, you know, <laughs> that was, the, that was the move for us to make. Um, but then we, the first attempt we made was uh, doing Catalina, and which, which was a really cool race. That wasn't amazing. But at the same time, we learned what it meant to create a race mm. from scratch with an organization based in Europe. It was difficult. It was expensive. You know, yeah. it, uh, after that, we, you know, then the pandemic came and everything was more difficult anyway. But for us, it became clear we need to have a Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you, you talk about things for a long time and we never could find the right match. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it was really easy. So that's how it came about. Yeah, from our standpoint, uh, I mean, I think you got this sense. We none, neither of us were in a rush uh, for it to happen. I think timing is everything, and uh, I mean, we continued developing our series of events here in the U.S. And so we had our own goals and plans that we wanted to achieve with growing more venues. Um, but when the time came along for us to, you know, put um, put our thoughts down, you know, in in talk about the future. Um, yeah, the timing just worked really well this, uh, early this spring. Yeah. I mean, it's really, uh, I think Lars, it's a real testament to the, the quality of the races and clearly you, you have done Atala several times 
and you you get how it's how it's supposed to be and you get sort of the flavor of what that is and i think uh you know us have done done some european races and and mostly in the states like it's really easy to see that come through that that really um you you get it you kind of get the whole vibe of it and it's probably what what made the the conversation so easy yeah for sure and i'm i'm looking out here right now and i'm seeing at least five or six folks who raced Otolo Worlds this past September, so just a couple of months ago. Yeah, um, I'm sure that they had the same feeling that I did, which is, how do we have more events like this throughout the calendar year? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such a magical experience. And back in 2014, when I did it for the first time, uh, that's exactly what what I went back to the U.S. with the feeling. Well, we gotta we gotta find a location to put one of these on and give people the experience that that we just experienced in Sweden. Yeah. There was nothing like that in the U.S. and luckily we found one in Portland, Maine, to get things going in 2016. Um, but yeah, it's just evidenced by you know this race continues to get about 300 plus people uh, here in Texas. A lot of them are newcomers to the sport, yeah. so you know the movement is strong and it's uh, you know. It's great to see new faces each year. Yeah, I mean, and that's a good segue into our next question, which is really about okay, we we to, for the sport to survive, it needs to grow. U.S. is the biggest endurance market out there. We want to grow it here. Um, what what are your thoughts and plans on, on how we can actually do that? Um, obviously, you got to put on awesome events, and some of it is will take care of itself. But in terms of getting the word out and getting more more folks to swim around, what do you guys think we need to do? Well, for us, it's been a, I guess you would say a slow crawl. We've, we haven't mm-hmm. forced, we haven't forced growth. We've just grown slowly, organically, year by year. Um, we've seen a couple organizations come out of the gates and, you know, make the, uh, have all the bells and whistles mm-hmm. only to have maybe a dozen athletes on the starting line. And that yeah. doesn't help anyone out because that's, you just can't make ends meet if that's yeah. the case. Um, we yep. haven't tried to be bigger than our britches, so we've grown just slowly and surely. And I think that patience in seven years, we started seven years ago. Yeah. It's, it does require patience, uh, every year you have to believe in the vision of what you want to achieve. Um, but every time we come to a race and we see just how excited and how passionate athletes are, it rejuvenates us. And we do have an excellent small, but mighty team mm-hmm. with our, our Odyssey crew. Uh, here in the U.S., and I think we just all rally around uh, a common vision, and so I think it's just about continuing to put on new opportunities for more athletes uh, to continue to get a chance to to race. Yeah, same same on our end. I mean, you you you've all seen it. You put on a good race, get people to have a good time. People go out and tell someone else about it and then eventually I'm hoping we're getting to that tipping point where a lot of people mm-hmm. will come. I mean, we're, we're now post-pandemic, we're, we're growing again. This For us, it was a really good season uh, in Europe. I mean, we've had double the numbers uh, both on Ute and in, and in Engadin and we had oh. the season finale in Cannes with close to 800 people, wow. which was the biggest we ever had. We've, we've seen across all our races this year a huge number of new people. Mm. I always... You know, the days before, I reviewed a list of participants, and I think in in England in particular, I went through it, and I was like, "Right, <laughs> I know no one," <laughs> which is which is really cool because then you know, if these people go out, and obviously we do a lot in our communication, and we try and yeah. use social media and, and 
put a bit of money behind that to spread it. But the, the, the event is really the trigger. If people go home, say this was really cool, and tell their friends next year we've got to do it, um, then it, that's really good. One thing that is a challenge at the same time, you know, the spirit, and I see that here, same way as in Europe, is amazing amongst the community. Everyone is so open and friendly and helping each other out, and that's super. And that's, I think, been in the DNA of Swim Run uh, for years and years. Yeah. To then protect that and make sure that everyone who comes in new understands that as well. So, we're, we're, you know, it's all about talking and getting people involved. And, mm-hmm. You know, same thing as you guys do, spread the word, and, and then we can maintain that. One thing that, uh, that we wanted out of the gates, which I don't think was the right answer, is we thought, oh, we all come from the triathlon world. Triathletes would love to do this. Let's, yeah. We need triathletes. It's a, it's a no-brainer. How many of you guys are, are triathletes who are out here today? Right, so about Third, half the hands. About half the hands. Half the hands. And we, we have a couple waffles and actually yeah. got a, a couple of you, down, 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 you still <laughs> regularly do triathlons? So we got a couple. A couple, okay. a couple still. And uh, how many of you are adamant that you don't want to do a triathlon, which probably means that you're not a cyclist? Oh, we have more of those people. Okay. So, <laughs> so definitely more of those. So, um, but out of the gates, we just assumed, okay, this is where tri- this is the next step for triathletes. It's going to be gravel cycling. It's going to be ultra trail running. Mm, yeah. and it's going to be swim run. All three of them. Well, we've seen gravel cycling take yeah. off. Uh, we've seen trail running take off. And swim run is just a little bit, I think, a slower movement. Lower bar, yeah. It, there, there's a little bit more specialization yeah. when it comes to that. You know, and I feel like I always have to remind myself that swim run is such a small sport and so niche that we've all discovered it. We all love it. But there's people, they just still have no idea it exists. So many people have no idea it exists. We were in downtown Austin, and uh, we had two people come up to us while we were having a coffee, walking around Town Lake Trail. And one was a group of 50 athletes. They're, they're essentially CrossFit wow. athletes, okay. uh, part of Brian Mazza and Eric Hinman's, uh, what, did, what did they call it, like high-performance high lifestyle training or something like that. Wow. Those, guys, <laughs> those guys lit up when they heard about Swim Run. Now, they were part of an ongoing four-day yeah. camp, so you know they're not going to be here this weekend, but... That just, I think, re, re, makes us reframe who we maybe look at as future swim run athletes. Yeah. I know Philip, Andy Hewitt, uh, Sean Dirk, and others, they came from the November Project um, uh, yeah, events. Group fitness. And, yeah. Yeah. It, group fitness. And so I guess what I'm saying is I've, a- after the, the first couple of years, I've gotten out of that triathlete mindset box mm-hmm. where that's where the future of swim run needs to come from. Um, and have opened, opened the, the mind a little bit more to maybe reaching out to other communities where athletes are just looking for a new adventure. Right. Yeah, we had a really cool experience with that. A group of uh, Traverse Fitness from Colorado did the Orcas Island. And how many was it, Chris? Like 20 of them? 25, yeah. yeah 25. 25. They yeah. all came out. They signed up, and they did Orcas Island, which is like an amazing yeah, race. Yeah, the hardest. It's completely probably 180 the, from Safe this. to say maybe the hardest race. The hardest race, I mean, Casco. It is our most, yeah. like, an Otillo course. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah. But, you know, they had 25 people do it, and then we have 10 people from there that are at least, like, got the bug. We're like, oh, that's a pretty good conversion rate, you know, half, <laughs> uh, you know, or so. Yeah, I mean, two of them so, did yeah, the it's beyond. Gears, yeah. Yeah, really awesome. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I will say, though, I, I do think that triathlon, the triathletes, if you can kind of, 
they can step back a little bit, get a little bit more perspective on their training and their season. I do think that there is a captive audience there. You're already swimming and running. Um, you can, it's a great way to kind of express your fitness. You just have to be okay with, you know, sort of the ambiguity of swim run, which, which I think yeah. it's, you know, they have the tool like kid. They have, they the do have, they the just tools, need yeah. to, they just need a different form of brainwashing. And there's <laughs> even carbon fiber paddles as well. So yeah. they like carbon fiber. So they got the paddles. <laughs> That's for carbon yeah. fibers <laughs> um, well, Dominic at this, we, we were lucky enough to go back to Attila this year and we have seen the U S contingency grow and grow. What, what, how has that sort of met your expectations or, or what you thought the growth would be like uh, from the U.S. at the World Championship of well, at the, event? Well, we've been seeing that uh, for years now that in our social media, typically the second, well, the third largest group typically is the U.S. Mm. Yeah, it's easy because you're such a big country, so many people yeah. um, compared to all the little European countries, but it's always popped up as, and to us that was an indication that there's, that there's potential. Yeah. I think at Ertelö, we had maybe 30 people from the U.S. Yeah, we had a good, year. A so good group. We got to get wider so. frames for our photos yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. The, wide lens, yeah. the, largest, the largest group is obviously Swedish. and yeah. They still know best how to, how to swim run. The French are close behind. Coming, they had a really large, yeah. really large group this year of participants, and they were, they're really, really good athletes. Yeah. Uh, we've seen that all year long at all our races. That they're, they're, they're coming strong. Yeah. And now the interesting thing will be what's going to happen with the new ranking system and yep. therefore the new uh, way to get into, into Ertler. Yeah. How many Americans will pick up on, on making the journey? Right. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, we just did an episode on the new ranking system. Yeah, I'm sure system. you listened, so Chris. Thank you so much. I saw your summary on it. That was good. <laughs> I, I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, well, you know, uh, uh, pretty much get a long plane. plane. Yeah, yeah. We so. yeah. need some help sleeping well, on the plane. continues to digest the burrito. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so when we're talking about growing, so I think France is a great example. A lot of local events, a lot of sort of feeder races, a lot of places for people to swim run and then do either a swim run man series or a merit race or, or not to low race. Um, do, do you guys still see that? Well, how do you see the growth support using local races, smaller events, broad help kind of the Utila pipe? Yeah, but that's exactly it. I mean, so from next year, we're looking at having five to six races in Europe, five to six races in the US. We're always looking at adding new events. Uh, we've learned a lot in the last few years on what it takes to create a good event. Uh, they need to be easily accessible. You need yeah. to have good travel possibility, hope, possibly a local community that you can mm -hmm. help grow. Without that, it's, it's never going to be a success if, if everyone has to travel. Yeah. So we're a lot more in, before we were very quick in putting up new events, but then you pay the price because the first time you do a new event, it's a lot of work and, yeah. and effort. And, um, and if in year two, in year one, you might get the audience in year two, not so many people show up. So mm. unless you have the potential to grow a local community, it's not going to work. But as the perspective for us or the, the long-term vision really is, is that we want to have maybe 10 events in Europe, 10 events in the US and 10 events in the rest of the world, mm -hmm. because then we'd maybe pick but that's really our sort of five-year plan yeah we that need suggestions good. uh info at swim otillo <laughs> swimrun.com so uh hit us up patricia's gonna love that uh, yeah. full inbox yeah. with uh, google hit us up with any uh, venues yeah. that you 
uh, know out there. I love that, that you're looking one. right into the camera yeah, for that no, one. No, that, that was, was good, really good. good framed up. So, we're, we're constantly looking. So we're always looking at new videos. So, so you know, this, this whole show is about getting people stoked on swimming in the U.S. You just mentioned potentially 9, 10 events in the U.S. Is there any sort of exclusive or any news you want to drop in terms of potential races either in the near or close to near future? We are very, very close to being able to do that. <laughs> oh, um, Lars, come on, man. I, no, I, no. hey, if you'd let me finish. Um, <laughs> give us a we, state at least. We'll, yeah. we'll give you, we'll, I'll give you terrain. So okay. we definitely want a swim run where you don't need a wetsuit. Okay. okay. So Agreed. If, if that kind of geographically helps you out yeah. a little bit with one. Um, Rick from Florida looks really excited. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> Help us out, Rick. We've uh, been searching high and low in that great state. Um, yeah, Google Earth only gets you so far. It's true. So, it's true. Uh, and we have made a couple uh, boots on the ground uh, trips. Unfortunately, the one that we were so close and in, in that we did, in fact, open a registration for last yeah. year, mm-hmm. that's going to be a no-go. Um, mm-hmm. But we are still really looking hard in that, in that area. Um, we can't say where or what, but there is one that is likely going to be um, give you a Rocky Mountain high. Mm-hmm. Um, can say that, and then uh, you know California needs a. It does. Needs some you know, love. we've been thinking the same thing. <laughs> it yeah. does. Well, that's so, exciting. Those are three teases. That's something. That's good. We'll that's take good. it. That's good. So, oh, no wetsuit, Vieques off of Puerto Rico. That's what John Stevens, <laughs> my home, uh, my John, homeland. Uh, the, the only thing is, we already use. The the uh, Little Diamond Island volunteers oh, for Casco yeah. Bay, and that's like the entire half of the yeah. population yeah. of Vieques is the Little Diamond Island residents. Uh, wow, funny. like John's parents who go down there in vacation. So, that's, uh, but we have heard of Vieques, and I know you have a personal connection. Yeah, with, no, I mean uh, I was uh, with, born with and raised there, so yeah, it's my it's my special place, my homeland. Um, well, that's that's a really interesting. I'm glad we got those teasers. I'll take that as a half exclusive. <laughs> I really wanted the exclusive, but that's that's super helpful. Now, now, how what can we do as you know people who've done swim runs, swim ambassadors, people who love the sport to spread the good word? Keep Tell doing, friend. Keep, keep, doing keep doing what you're doing. I mean, yeah. I find what you're doing fantastic. So first of all, thank you for that. I, mean, I was astonished at the first swim run podcast comes from two Americans. Noah, you're not American, well, right? Yes. Absolutely. I'm still considered American. Well, the first one was a Swedish. It was yeah. called Swim Run Podden, but that lasted, I don't know, a few years back. Okay, that was before my time. Yeah. Yeah. Before ours too. Yeah. <laughs> so keep doing what you're doing. I mean, yeah. that's the best That's the best for, for us. That helps us a lot. Thanks. And then, I mean, we always, like our goal is like, if we can just get them to the start line, we know after a couple transitions, they're going to catch on. So what do you say to the people that, that do that and they're showing up at work on Monday or Tuesday and they're like really invite them to the next race, tell them, tell them about it. What do you, what do you recommend, Lars? You know, I, I just keep thinking of Andy Hewitt and he, he just says, tell a friend, tell a friend how yeah. excited you are about this. And I think that's the best thing you can do. Tell a friend because then that friend might tell a friend and, and that's how the, the tentacles spread and, um, you know, where it gets out there. So, you know, we, we don't want it to be the best keep, kept secret, right? Um, we yeah. we do yeah, want the sure. love spreading. Yeah. And usually if you're friends with the person who you're going to tell is someone you want in the yeah. sport. So I think that's the organic growth that we want is, um, you know, someone who you, who's in your network, who you know would love this. 
Yeah, that's better yeah. than us yeah. just throwing yeah, the digital media. No, we. Well, the other right. thing that we've learned is that obviously it's it's a scary thing to do the first time. Yeah. You also you you look at the pictures and you think, wow, these people are just unbelievable. What can they do? And so we years are ago, unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> we we introduced these really short distance races uh, yeah. called we call experience. And Lars and I were talking about this that we need to add those to the US events as well because it shows that for a lot of people to do a race that is 15, 20 kilometers, which is typically yeah. what our sprint distances are, is still a big step. Yeah. yeah. So we want to add another distance that is shorter because it then gets a lot of people to try it one time and then what we see is that the next step they go do the sprint race uh, which in, for us in Europe is the middle distance and then eventually do the yeah, the World yeah, Series. And and that's a, one thing we've been seeing in the growth of the sport in, in Europe only right now is these like super sprint style kind of circuit swim runs where you'll have a, you know, a half a mile run or a 1K run, a little five, 600 meter swim. And you just kind of do that a couple laps. Uh, I think that's a really good thing. And it also keeps the spectator support family area. They can see all the action and everything that's happening. Um you know, that's certainly a really exciting format that, that we've been uh, watching around. Um, are there any, have you thought about introducing some, some new formats besides just the shorter ones um, or anything longer? Well, I, I know I, there's people who are like, I want to do a double Casco. I want to go around Casco twice. There, there are some crazies <laughs> out there who, the, the best one I heard, which it's not a bad idea, it's just a lot of logistics, is um, the San Juan Islands. All Basically, oh, yeah. if you start at the far end of, of the San Juan Islands, you get the free ferries all the way back into the mainland. <laughs> and so the concept that this person had was start, let, have your first day race out at the farthest one. And okay. each, after each race, you just take that free take ferry, ferry all the in, and you just wow. keep putting a new race on. A week of, wow. And so a week of swim run in the San Juan. Sounds like so a great uh, training camp. I'd do that. <laughs> that sounds really expensive. <laughs> I, bet, I, I, I bet you could even It's only $10,000 of entry. I, I, I bet with three guesses, you could guess the person. Who's <laughs> yeah, down there, I'm sure. yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 love, I love that swim run is still young enough that there is all this experimentation with different formats, things like that. Um, but I wanted to ask you guys about sort of so merit racing. Like, does that still, what, where do you see that? filling in or fitting into this plan for expansion and use of merit race as other ways for people to collect much love points. Well, I mean, first of all, you know, we changed the whole yeah. ranking system earlier this year because we felt that in the past, no one was really paying attention to the ranking. Mm. I yet have to find someone who really understood how it worked. <laughs> Is, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know whether you ever did, but the, yeah, it was, it, was, it was just a number and we thought a higher number. Was <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're yeah. like, okay, if we have a hundred, 150 should be better. So we'll go for 150 or but, whatever. But then, yeah. but then I would look at it and say, okay, Max and Hugo have won all the races last year. Why are they not even on top of the ranking? Because they're not in the ranking because they didn't care because they would directly qualify yeah. for the world championships. Okay. And so that all we changed and, and also the allocation to people individually collecting points. And we've seen from the feedback that we're getting, yeah. so many people have, that's catching on now. So we're getting, right. after every merit race and after every Ertula race, people are coming back to us and says, I can't see my points yet. And what do I have to do? And mm. I need to swim run ready. So people are asking, and I had a lot of questions today. Okay. Oh, so what does it mean now? And how can we, does that help us to get to Ertula? And, yeah. 
And and I think it will really change the whole dynamic of the, the qualification because um, when it's it's funny I mentioned that earlier to Marcus Barton when when we first introduced the new ranking system, mm-hmm. it, it took him I think all of fifteen minutes to send me an email and say this is going to make it a lot harder for us Americans to get to Italy <laughs> because we have no, no direct qualification anymore. And I thought, yes, unless. Unless you're doing Austin tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> unless the you last have race that has more races. For 2024. Unless you have more races in the US. Right. That was yeah. at a time when obviously it wasn't before public. Before the news had broke. Before yeah. the news had broke. So, but looking at it now with five races, you have five races in the US where you get full ranking points. Yeah. Let's go. All of a sudden, uh, it actually turns out that it's much easier. It's much harder for everyone else yeah. right. to qualify for the world. And it, I think it also gives a lot of tailwind for the merit races because if you now have the choice to do a race where it where you can collect points yeah versus a race where you can't collect points which one do you choose if yeah. you have the goal to eventually right, go if to that's the your goal yeah and i really i mean again we this is fred off fresh off the the press but that's one thing that we really liked about the new point system when reviewing it is separating it to individuals because i think i mean chris and i we talked to a lot of different teams and people will try out different partners and the, the older system was like, if you wanted to make it, you had to race the whole year or year yeah. and a half together and really dedicate it. It was, right. a, it was a lot. So the, you guys have a special thing going. Yeah. We're no, very, knowing who your soulmate yeah. is. <laughs> there's a lot of swim runners out there who don't have a soulmate. True, it's true. And, uh, you know, it's, they shouldn't feel like they can't come out to a yeah. race just because the same teammate can't come out every single right. time because of family or work or whatever it is. Um, so, you know, we have, so many athletes who do meet their teammate for the first time on race weekend. We do have yeah. so many who race solo and Blind then dates. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you so. know, I, I, I agree because I feel like with the, what the new ranking system does, it sort of reflects what's actually happening in the swim run community, which is Desiree is racing in the mix and she's racing with, you know, with Annika, then she's doing, you know, it's like, yeah. they, it's, it's, it's so it's a different way of sport. Like, I'm interested in racing in the mixed category just to be a way to experience. You can still get points. And you can still get points. And then when you make your decision of what team or who you're going to partner up for the world champs, then you can be a little bit tactical. Okay, I have 120 points. I have 95 points. Maybe that's enough. And I think, you know, we, we also hear that a lot that people say, oh, but now I have to make a decision in the middle of winter on who I'm going to race with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would it's like, like a to reality make a lot show. of the top people they make their decision really only in May, June and then they contact us and said I have a direct qualification spot yeah. but I want to change my partner and my partner doesn't want to race with me but with someone else can we then get two entries mm-hmm. so we yeah. had endless discussions on all of, this and that's all going to yeah. go yeah. I think eventually we'll also push that deadline back we need more events to do that because mm-hmm. with okay. no events in the winter it's not going to change anything but yeah. eventually if you have a lot of events and then you might push it back to maybe May, where you can then you make that whole qualification thing not, you know, January 15 yeah, as yeah. it now will be. Year, right. But you yeah. wait until longer and you have a few more races. And then it'll be exciting to see two months before, three months before, oh, you know, which will be the teams. <laughs> yeah. Exciting is one way for <laughs> us. Like, so, I mean, you guys, I'm going to flip the... We're, we're asking show. the questions here, Lars. Show. I'm going to ask one question. <laughs> you guys just had episode 200. We did. That is true. You heard your better halves. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, take over the mics. Thank, Thank you, you again for pod, letting us come out. Which is amazing. Yeah. 200 episodes means you've had to be creative enough to come up with 
200 different weeks of content. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what it maybe not what common themes are you hearing from people about what they want? Cause you, that is a question that you ask all the time. How yeah. can we grow this sport? But, um, you know, what, what do you guys see as just a, a no brainer, um, you know, idea way, something that we need to be implementing out there. I have thoughts, oh, man. <laughs> Go then. Okay. Well, I think one thought, one thing that we've seen is a lot of people really appreciate our Swim Run 101 and 201 series, where it's really beginner content. We know it's beginner content, but I think we always remind ourselves that whenever people come to the show, we just meet them where they are. And some people might have listened to every single show and know exactly what's going on. Might be a case of first impression. So we always want to make sure that we're doing nuanced conversations, like really just trying to be really interesting, like the, the founder, co-founder of Swidgen, this like crazy Swiss company and like all the material. I mean, it was just like yeah. this really random discussion, but super cool. And she's super stoked on Swim Run. She was a can and stuff. Oh, I know. Um, I'm sure <laughs> she's she, talking did to she, Did she make the pitch for the next evolution of Swim Run with the, <laughs> like uh, I forget what it's called, but where you walk in the water and make swim freestyle arms oh i, I didn't uh-huh. know. i guess I it's a french sport what okay. some french sport. yeah you, you walk in the water and you make swimming it's like uh, i uh okay. i did not he's all, uh, i did not to google that he's lost i did not that yeah. but 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 yeah but to, to answer your question i think i think True like story. beginner content is really important i think we always need to you know respect where people are on their journey and validate where they're on their journey so if this is your first swim run the first time you swam in open water i think we need to just honor that um, and I think one of the ways we can help along would be, you know, maybe Atala is producing video course previews of Engadin as a way of like breaking down a little bit of the barrier to entry of the, of the fear of it. Because that's one thing we hear all the time is yeah. sign up for this race. I was super nervous. Didn't know what's going on. Listen to the show. The now I feel a, a lot bit. better. Yeah. You know, now I feel a lot better. Now I know what to do with a pull buoy. Now I saw a video on how to mount that thing. And so I think like always keeping that in mind i think it's obviously world championship that's a you, you should have at least seasoned a little bit for that but for a lot of these other races i think like utala being the ones that are producing beginner content i mean we had an idea of um you know someone signs up here's a four-part video series here's the history of the sport here's how you do it here's the gear and here's how you kind of train and tactics for it just as like okay here's a little nugget master class on on how to do well, I mean, you've seen that we did the pro tip series yeah, on our channels. Right. Awesome. And the background to that was exactly that, that we, we get a lot of people who come to the events for the first time mm-hmm. and they have no idea. And they ask all the questions that we all asked at some yeah. point. You know, mm-hmm. do I need a tether and how long should it be? And do I need the paddles? And, and, yeah. and we try to get people who, you know, have done the sport for a long time and have won Ertelers and whatever to give simple advice on that, in, mm-hmm. you know, in that format. And at the same time, it helps to introduce the heroes of the sport sure. to this new audience. So they know, oh, wow, you know, these people have, you know, have won the Ertula race several times. And in that advice, you know, it's, it, it's fun for them to, to see that. And then when they come to the event, they say, oh, cool. These are the people I've seen in the pro tip video. So we need to also help build our stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, because and give them a lot of presence in our channels, which is something I think we haven't done enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the past because we have amazing athletes yeah. out there and they're more than happy and that's what we've been seeing interacting with them is like they're more than happy to chat and there's no secrets it's like you want to know how they're training or what mm-hmm. gear they use they're more than happy to tell you um and on the themes on the outcomes that we're seeing is that 
I feel like everyone we talk to is always saying, that was so fun that I got to do that with my buddy Chris or so-and-so or my friend from work or whatever. And like just the adventure and the experience with someone else as a partner, we never hear, oh, I beat my time or is never time-based. It's always, I had such a great time with my friend. Like the experience that you have as a, as a team is really the common thematic that we hear like on the other side after they've done that one race. And I think that's the thing that really hooks people. Yeah, and I mean, here I I watched the the, the thing that Team Envol did this afternoon, yeah. and do you know what? How many people did that? Sixty or 50, something. 60, sixty or yeah. something. I thought it was really cool, and I was listening in a little bit on the. And it's perfect because you have people who do this for the first time, and you have people who have a bit yeah. of experience, and they just welcome them and say, "Well, ask your questions, and you know, we help you around." And also tomorrow in the race, it'll help to you know people know each other. Yeah. And, you know, if someone is struggling or if someone falls or whatever, you, you help each other out and you pick them up. And it's, it's a, that all makes it special. And that all helps new people find their way in to yeah. that community. We're also both our group, I should say, but we're both trying a, a new tactic as well, which mm. we are for the first time this weekend. You guys have uh, this season, which is actually have someone who is not a swim runner handling our social media okay so courtney's out here this this weekend as a a mountain biker yeah never having witnessed a swim run before but understanding endurance sports prepare to be amazed yeah (laughs) and they have martina we have martina who's come from all kinds of an incredible athlete lives in zermatt switzerland so is around action sports all the time but i mean who wants to hear our perspective you know who wants to see a, a post with our same caption every time we, our creativity is extremely limited <laughs> so the, the point is we want to see if non-swim runners can actually reach out and bring in i think that's an interesting formerly non-swimmers approach. i like that non-swim runners. yeah no that's Through a non-swim that's cool. runner lens that's cool. a non-swimmer run, non-swim yeah. runner lens yeah yeah so so i guess like a question is is there anything that we can do as you know the number one podcast in the world you know no big deal um to help this along and what can we do as sort of a swimming community besides hey buddy come do this race with us like what 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 are the messages we should be putting out there to get people to try it i mean again it's two, you're 200 episodes in i i think you guys have been carrying the torch on behalf of us the swim run community so i mean that's massive just please keep doing what you're doing um I, I got to imagine like you, sometimes you probably bash your head up against a wall or go for a hundred mile run in your probably case to come up with a whole slate of new ideas, um, you know, new content and such. But, um, I mean, we're all so passionate about this. It's amazing. It doesn't take much for that, for the, you know, the, the light to, to flicker and, yeah. and to come up with something new. So, yeah, that's what we're saying around too, is that people, whatever your quote unquote, you know, superpower is or thing that you're into if that's you know making a podcast or crunching the numbers or doing whatever they're leaning into their sort of specialty to put their their own version of putting the word out sort of thing and that's um we've seen that really that was really a cool thing that we've been seeing in the community as well so yeah so i guess um should we try to take questions from the audience are you gonna you guys cool getting peppered with some questions yeah Always. Can't turn the heat up anymore. All right, than we that already means, well, I guess we should ask this. Does, does anyone, anyone have, have any questions? questions? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I loaded my, the voice of Swim Run has at least five. Oh, if no one else raises their hand. He's been taking copious so. notes. 
Voice of Swarm Run, number one in our hearts. Yeah. Any questions in the audience? Oh, man, everyone's... Okay, I'll answer. Yes, I'll answer your question. Mama Lois's peanut butter and jelly sandwiches will be on the course tomorrow. Okay, yes. yes. The wheat, chef they of will Slimmer. stay. They will stay White on the course. White or wheat bread, Lars? White or wheat? Uh, it's fun. non... Well, it's... Gluten-free. It is not gluten-free. Oh, okay. It is glutinous. Uh, there's glutinous. gluten. It's full of gluten. You should be a glutton on the glutinous <laughs> peanut butter and jelly <laughs> They'll sandwiches. They'll be good. They'll be good. Emily. The, everyone what, says if you roll question? them up in a ball, not the best. Was that so. Okay, so the question the question was a recap from Emily. There, Dominic said 10 races in the U.S., 10 in Europe, 10 in the other parts of the world. Emily, going back to Australia, says, any, any thoughts about Down Under? Yes, we actually had conversations going on with a possible partner down in, in Australia. We put on races. It hasn't, it. you know, we haven't gotten it on the ground yet. Um, but uh, it's... I mean, you know, in Australia, you have a lot of people who love sports and mm-hmm. uh, certainly on our list. Yeah. It's not something where it, it's easy for us from Europe to... <laughs> or, <laughs> we, so we need to find the right person who has the right understanding yeah. Yeah. of what we want because that's what we said earlier. You know, you, you need to keep and protect values that we have in the community and you need to also, you know, have a certain quality of the events and... You know, the thing that we found with Lars, I felt that from day one, we were talking, speaking the same language and we had mm-hmm. the same ideas and it's, you know, that's what we need to find. But uh, mm-hmm. we're on it the whole time and Stefan, who, you know, is, is all into swim run also, is using all his contacts yeah. to find new race uh, opportunities for us around the world. So we're, we're keen to find that. So anyone who's listening and who says, I have a great idea for a race in Australia. Yeah. Uh, what was that email? Info at info@lostwomen.com, <laughs> and just put yeah. the low tie boys on the CC. Yeah, and as far as it. we know, there's two races that are happening. Well, Swim Run Australia is putting races in sort of the Sydney area, and then um, Trans 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 Cape Swim Run, which happens near Perth, kind of on the other side. I was wondering if that yeah. cool race in, on that island outside of Perth with those little animals. Yeah. If that was still taking place, it's, not the twenty-one foot sharks. I think it's the, well, <laughs> as far as I know, it's still still the taking place. One. But, yeah, the rottenness. But again, I mean, I think if anything, that just goes to show again. I mean, Australia has a huge endurance up market, lots of fit people, and the fact there's only you know not even a handful of swimmer events just goes to show how much work there is left to do to get the word out and to sort of introduce the sport to more people. We're here. Well, I mean, we're not going to sit yeah. down and stop working. So. <laughs> In the meantime, Emily, you swim so stinking fast. When we start a race in Europe or wherever, you just swim over from Australia. There you go. As okay, part there of the we start. go. We, we're going to kick it there to Andy. Andy Hewitt, the Godfather, has a question. Get ready, Lars. It's going to come in hot, I'm sure. Okay, so to 
Yeah. Quickly summarize that. Andy says down in, in, in San Diego, there's been uh, the San Diego Tri Club has been hosting swim runs. How do you uh, see that throughout the I first want to know if these are godfather of swim run, no. approved swim runs, meaning are they aquathlons or are they swim runs? This is legit. They're legit Phil, swim runs. Phil's legit done a few, runs. so they're, they're legit awesome. swim runs. Way That's to go. Awesome. We, we, we had them before. Kudos to San Diego. Then. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Have you seen that around? Anywhere else that you're hearing? Um, I mean, in, in the Woodlands, Texas, in, a, in preparation of this race, the first year, we, uh, a, a couple local clubs in town would go pool to pool because <laughs> we don't have any water that would be yeah. uh, worth swimming in. But uh, we, we would run in between pools and then do snake-style okay. uh, swims where you go down one length, go up the other, and get wow. out of that pool. It's about 200 yards of swimming, and then you run to the next... So, it was very run heavy. Yeah, but <laughs> it, but it got it's it's all about getting people in the mentality Mindset, yeah. of it. Um, uh, elsewhere in the country, I have not heard. Uh, Dominic's probably going to say in Europe it's everywhere. We've, we no, see well, in hey, I was going to say something yeah. different. I mean, we get we get that question a lot that you know, swim run as it grows and it gets more professional, it's going to turn into something like triathlon, mm. and. Well, there's this fear out there, but my answer is always the same. I think we're successful because we are different. So you want to distinguish yourself and, and have your own uniqueness. Yeah. And, and that's what makes Swim Run successful. Now, we see, uh, in answer to Andy's question, I mean, we're being approached by Triathlon Federation. Uh, I've recently had uh, conversations with the French Triathlon Federation. They are helping, they are trying to help swim runners. So they now have a bit of a budget where they can support swim run uh, and swim run athletes which i think is is awesome. fantastic uh we also I, I have a meeting set up actually with some triathlon people um in december awesome. in general i think we this swim run it's it's we're much more adventure of racing mm-hmm. than we are you know fighting yeah, or time trial kind yeah, of time, time trial, trial type of attitude you as you said it earlier you know people just want to complete the race no one cares whether it takes them two, three, four, or five hours. That's never on the agenda. People want to go out and, yeah. and have a good time, and, and, and they like this, you know, the diversity of the courses. And oh, I always say it's, swim runs are like endless scroll for outdoor lovers. Yeah. You get a new impression <laughs> and a new, a new experience every experience. time. Yeah, every, every 50, 100 meters, you're like, oh, now, you know, the terrain changes, yeah. the currents change, the water changes, uphill, down, and whatever. That's what makes it special. And no one looks at the clock and says, oh, I'm behind my average pace, or anything. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Good point. Right. Any Does last that uh, answer the question? <laughs> Satisfied, Andy? Okay. I think that. Oh, we got one more in the back. All right, Emily. Okay, question was with the expansion plans, how are we thinking about, you know, the youth, the youth movement? Iron Kids, I think, is a good example of kind of what the triathlon version of that is, but uh, any swim run kids? Children are our future. We see that a lot in the experience distance. Okay. We see uh, parents with their children participating. I I have that on the list to do it with my uh, kids. So it's, it's, that's happening. And I think that's really cool. 
Um, and then I think we're seeing the growth in that, in that range. And mm -hmm. this year, I have to look at the numbers again, but I think this, the short distance races, uh, experience in sprint, we had more participants than in the World Series, which wow. is natural. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, a pyramid, so mm -hmm. people, not everybody makes it to that. And not everybody no, wants, wants to. to. I yeah. mean, the sprint right. is, is becoming a real discipline and relevant discipline and yeah. event in itself. And people don't, some people don't want to do the World Series distance. They want to do the sprint. But I think the, the entry is the experience race. Mm -hmm. And we need to make those as good as possible too because that's what gives us new people, young people to come to the sport. So I come from, I, I race directed triathlons for a while and I, I did try actually a super sprint type of format oh, yeah. for adults, but kids love that and younger athletes love that. And, um, we did have a kid's version. Um, the difficult thing with, with, uh, w with kids is, um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Comes out. Right, go ahead. Yeah. I, I have it's, a million you're answers like, on you're that. Putting, you're putting in a ton of legwork for potentially very, very few participants, and so it's it's really hard to know: are we going out to ask the parents to do the race with them, or are we going to? Uh, yeah, there's a growing movement of kids triathlon clubs and such out there, and so do you go to the the club director, the the coach of that team, and say, "Hey, just once a year, come out and try this." Um, mm -hmm. I, you've I've seen images of, of your different races where you have a, of quite a few parents who do race with their kids or e mm -hmm. even families. We do have an athlete, Gordo Byrne, is racing with his 12-year-old son tomorrow, yeah. nice. which is pretty cool. Um, so there are outliers, but um, I, I think it, where it has to meet is how do you make it viable and how do you, um, if, there's, if there is a, enough people asking for it then i think no brainer we would we would certainly try to make that work um as you've done with the experience races in in europe um but that would be as of right now our best starting places is with that distance probably having a parent try to get their kid to to race with them or try to have your kid slow down enough to race with you <laughs> not you specifically great question yeah any uh, last ones? Well, I we think all have young kids up here, probably. so there's there is a motivation for all of us. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, sure. Dominic and Lars, it's been uh, really awesome, and and thank you so much. I know Chris and I have been really wanting to, to chat with you you all for a while, so we're glad we can make it happen. Thanks for everyone that showed up tonight. Um, but you know, we'll, we're speaking for everyone that showed up about how excited we are about the growth of of Swim Money United States and and Atala's involvement for sure. Yep. Um, and we're all really mostly looking forward to racing. Tomorrow. And you know, yeah, you know, we said in 2020, we thought that was going to be the year of swim run Catalina and everything or 2020. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to revise that. I think 2024 is going to be the year it's of swim run. Good, yeah. Um, and I think, uh, we're all going to have a lot of fun. So thank you so much for partnering up and for continuing to put on awesome events for us to yeah. enjoy. Well, thank you. Keep doing what you're doing and thanks for having us on the show. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Awesome. Thank we'll you. be the last time. Thanks, everybody, for coming. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. That's it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 
and leave a wet rating or review since that's the best way to help other people discover the show and the sport of swim run. Check out our website, lowtideboys.com. That's boys with a Z for swim run resources, including gear guides, tips, how-to videos, and so much more. Make sure to check out our meme page at the Low Tide Boys on Instagram. If you have any questions or suggestions for the show, send us a DM or email us at lowtideboys at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Riding Easy Records for our show music and, of course, our wives for their support and tolerance of our swim run and other activities. Lots of activities. Lots of activities. <laughs> Finally, you can support our efforts on Patreon. Until next time, get out there and go for a swim. Then a run. And then a swim. Then another run. Then another swim. Then run some more. Just keep going. Let's go. And then stop at some point because, you know. And fuel. Don't forget to fuel. Got to fuel too. Of course, yes. <laughs>